Psalm 24, a Psalm of David, King of Israel. This Psalm is about the King of Glory entering Zion. Anyway, you could say it's got sort of two things. One, everything belongs to God because he made everything. The world and everything in it belongs to him. And maybe the second part of it is, well, let us worship him and welcome his glorious reign. They say this psalm may have been written when David, after David had um, defeated the Philistines and he went back to Abinadab's house, he collected the Ark of the Covenant that had been there and he brought it, he tried to bring it back to Jerusalem. They had a bit of a tragedy on the way and David got scared they ended putting the Ark of the Covenant into, uh, I think it's called Obed Edom's house, and it stayed there for about three months while David regained his composure. Then they went and picked it up again, he and a lot of the Israelites, and they brought it to Jerusalem, put it in a tent, and kept it there until the temple was built. So this psalm was used really as a, a call to worship, as a way of affirming who God was, and what he'd done for them and he'd won the victory for them so let's just look at the psalm a little bit more in depth the earth is the lord's and the fullness of it the world and those who dwell in it for he has founded it upon the seas and established it up upon the streams and the rivers that's the first part of it this glory of god this god who created everything so what does that mean for us? Well, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he said it was good. And further on down, when he made man, he gave us authority, and he gave us the ability to replenish the earth, and he said, go subdue it, replenish it, look after it. So uh, in reference to that, we meant to look after the world. And I think this just reminds us to look after God's world. He's made it, he's given it to us, it's beautiful. Look after it, care for it. Exercise dominion and authority over it. And then be part of this Psalm, David asks, who may ascend unto the mountain of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? Well, if God has given us this world, it's like in gratitude to to him for doing that well we ought to be worshiping god go up to him go up to the place of worship and i suppose in the old testament it was always like people had to go up to the mountain to worship god and uh, we see abraham went up there to worship god and to make his sacrifice moses went up there to receive the ten commandments it was like going up the hill going up to the top that where god is later on it became the mountain of Zion, Jerusalem, where people went to worship God. But then who can stand in his holy place? And it describes this person, he who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to what is false, nor has sworn deceitfully, made oaths deceitfully. Look at that. Who can stand God? Who can do this? Who is sinless? Nobody. Not one of us. In Psalm 15, and I'm not going to read that one, it talks again about 
declaring what kind of person can stand before God. Who would have a clean hand and a pure heart? The purity of heart has to do with being single-minded, I think, really um, being undivided in your loyalty and your uh, obedience to God. Clean hearts, clean hands, not violent. And in Psalm 51, he, David talks again about have mercy upon me, O God, and knowing that only God can really uh, purify us and make us clean. Um, David had uh, committed a sexual uh, sin. He'd also been violent. Uh, he orchestrated the killing of Uriah. So he, this psalm was expressing that only God can really cleanse us. And when we look at it, only Jesus really has provided that sacrifice for us so that when we come to God, we don't come on our own merit because there's nobody clean. So, but Jesus has already done it. You know, when in John's gospel, when John said, I think it's 128, uh, 129, he says, Behold the Lamb of God when he saw Jesus coming to be baptized, who takes away the sins of the world. Amazing. God provided a sacrifice for us already. So let's go up to the mountain. We don't need to stay behind. If we stay behind, the sacrifice will not be applied to us. Jesus, death, his sacrifice for us, making us clean and pure, can only be applied when we come. Don't stay away. And listen to this. When you come, you shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Oh my goodness. When we come, we will receive this. Jesus will put on us his own righteousness. We're given the righteousness of God. You know that song we sing in church? Jesus paid it all. He paid it all for us. He took away all our sins and gave to us his righteousness. And I like this last part, which talks about um, the generation of those who diligently seek him and require him as their greatest need. It means we depend on God for everything. He gives us his righteousness. He gives us our salvation. And you know what? The names of God refer to this. Jehovah Saba, no, Jehovah um, Elion, the God who creates everything. The El Shaddai, the one who provides it for us. And this is the last bit. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the he then, the King of glory, the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory who rules over all creation with his heavenly armies. Wow. Lift up your heads. I imagine, imagine David saying that. They were excited as they came into Jerusalem, bringing the Ark of the Covenant, shouting, lift up your heads, open the gates, open wide the gates. So that this king who has been triumphant has given a victory over our enemies. We're bringing him in. He's coming for us to worship him. In a way, this is for us. We lift up our heads. We don't bow down. We look up to the king of glory. 
he has provided for us. He wins our battles, our battles with self-esteem, our battles with sexual sin, our battle in our minds. Jesus himself wins the battles for us. And so we welcome him. We welcome him into our church. We welcome him into our homes. We welcome him into our hearts. This is the King of glory, mighty in battle. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. He's done it for us. Let's worship him. And so, Father, we thank you that you've done it for us. And we worship the King of kings, the King of glory, the Lord mighty in battle. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for doing all of this for us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen.